from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Hour number two, Big and Wild Outdoors, Braden Gunn, Bill George, and Mike Singleton. He's uh, filling in for Jonathan this morning, drove all the way in from Plant City. Yeah. Come on out here and hang out with us this morning, which is a good thing. Uh, Mike being a uh, a uh, husband and a father and a great guy. And uh, I don't know what he does for a living. I think he's a stripper part-time, but, you know, that's his own business. So I don't, you know, I'm not going to judge him on that kind of deal. BBW. Hey, B B. That, yeah, what? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, but uh, anyway, so he's here uh, hanging out with us this morning, talking a little bit. He went out with uh, Bill George. He and the fam went out to do a little gator hunting a while back, and it was all good. So uh, he had a good time. So he's a big-time fisherman. He likes to come out and mess around over on the Hillsborough side of the bay. He doesn't come over here to Pinellas County that much, but uh, he's huh. over there uh, farting around trying to catch some pinfish, you know, and things like that. What he likes to eat. And so uh, we decided to bring him in here and have a good morning. So uh, thank you for showing up. Thank so, you for having me. So on the fishing side, what have you been catching when you've been going out in the bay? A lot of trout. A lot. Aren't those those endangered species? They oh, are. Yeah, There's yeah, only yeah. like four left out there, so well, you got to be careful. Well, it, it's gotten so bad that you just move spots. I mean, they're no good to keep. You, you go out to the hay Well, you can't keep them. You can't you, legally no, keep you that can't trout. Keep them, no, no. And so you're having to move to get away from the trout. Yeah. What are you trying to catch in lieu of trout? Well, you can still get sheephead. Uh, if you can find some pompano out there, triple tail's still out there a lot, um, all that. But it's just that every time you turn around, there's a new law for a new fish. <laughs> there is. You know, I got we had a cold front, so we're going to go ahead and lock down oh, yeah. sheephead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, the cold is going to severely impact their reproductive rate at this time of year. And, yeah. you know. In, in saltwater fisheries, the hunting side rules change once a year for the most part. There's a couple things that are out of cycle, but hunting and game management really works at having a set flow and order. You recommend rule changes in July, and then they go through this process. Come November commission meeting, you see draft rules. Final in February, that's the way it happens every single year, and... But on the saltwater side, every single commission meeting, they're changing some saltwater regulation. Yeah. And it's very hard for people to keep up with. But, you know, I'm hearing guides that are very credible guides out there talk about how some of this trout and redfish and that are the best they've seen it in a lot of years. And, and for me, that just that's just like, grinding the knife in my chest because the average guy just wants to go out there and catch some fish for dinner and have a few things. Yeah, it's fun to catch fish for some people, but they want to they want to eat something. Yeah. And when you turn around and you have a management of a species that is so far beyond the sustainable rate and in in trout and that the the SPR it has to do with the reproductive rate and how long how well they can reproduce and maintain the population. 
we're already maintaining it at a super high level, and we've been the only part of the state that maintains its 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 levels, and we're the ones with the closure. Well, I'll tell you, the, the snooker getting just as uh, bad, too. I was sitting out at Bahia Reef, and a boat not, I don't know, 50 feet away. I mean, you know, out there on that reef, there you're on top of each other. But there was a guy that was, every time he casts, he's reeling in a, a snook. And that's in the middle of the bay. That's a lie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, it's a Brainerd, lie. Brainerd went out on a trip right about the time they were doing the closure. Well, it was in the initial closure before it got extended. Well, it was uh, still closed in the uh, mouth of Tampa Bay, and it was all that stuff. It was, But it was before the ex- extension of the closure, another year and whatever. But. Oh yeah, we Y'all caught a few snook. Right? We got hosed. We got hosed with that. You couldn't. I mean, the bait wouldn't stay in the water for uh, ten seconds, and you'd have a hookup. My brother, of course, texted me this past week. Uh, Bart, Mister Subay, he uh, now I'm his prodigy. He uh, called me and he's like, "Dude, I'm out here at this location with the fam," and he's like, "I didn't bring my fishing pole because we were just out here messing around." He says, "But there's this dude over here throwing on the west side." Um, using a uh, topwater lure and literally cannot get it more than 10 feet without catching a snook. Yeah. He was hauling them in left and right. Now, and this was in a spot where you wouldn't normally think that there would be any. That's why they knew they were going there and he didn't want to bring his fishing pole. But he was like, oh, dude, this is killing me that I'm sitting here watching this guy throw this uh, topwater lure and pop, pop, boom, bang, boom. I mean, every every single time. Nothing, you know, Nothing miraculously big. huge. You know, he wasn't pulling in 44 inches or anything like that, but it just goes to show you there's plenty of babies and youngsters and teenagers out there that are growing up out there in a unmolested uh, bay, and they're going to grow up, and then what's going to happen when you have these uh, monster snook that are well over the uh, slot or anything else like that or would ever be able to be keepable even if it was legal or anything else like that? It, that's what I said about this closure in the, in the, in the first place. Now, every, every redfish, every trout, every snook all has the ability to grow extremely quick uh, and be unmolested, and uh, they'll all be above the slot limit. So but, it's yeah. like, uh, the, you the know, you're, thing you're with dang the trout, you The thing with the trout for me that really bothers me the most is they have an extremely high mortality rate when you catch them. And as a result of which, there are all these fish that are being killed unintentionally because people are just out there catching them for fun and then they die and they didn't even have a chance to go back onto somebody's table. Yeah. Whereas if you're a family going out there looking to catch dinner and you're catching a number of trout, you throw some in the cooler and you're done when you got what you need and you go home. People who turn around just catch a bunch and just, you know, they're out there for catching and release. They don't count in their mind how many fish have been killed just because they went out there to have fun. Yeah. Well, like a throat catch. I mean, if, if it's down in the throat, you're oh, still taking that. it out, and you have to throw it Yeah, back. that fish, that's a, that's a dead fish in right. every, there's every sense of the word. It sucker's not going to make it, and uh, you can't. And uh, unfortunately, you can't determine where that hook is going to be unless you got all circle hooks or anything. But if you got out there throwing a, you know, uh, triple, uh, triple, uh, mirror lure out there with three sets of triple uh, treble hooks on it and you catch one of those big old redfish that goes <coughs> and sucks it i mean way down you know past the gills in the throat and you're like do i try to take it out or do i let cut it and let him starve to death because by the time he 
uh, even rust out, rust out, he's going to be dead and gone anyway. But so think about the new f- the new people out there fishing, never fished before. They just know the law, and I mean they're tearing this fish to pieces to get the hook out to oh, throw yeah. it back, and it's like it's going to die. Yeah. And, uh, well, the, unfortunately, but, you can't call the FWC and go, "Hey, listen, I got this giant forty-four uh, inch <laughs> redfish, and he's uh, throat caught. Uh, you know, is there a piece of paper or a legal thing I can do to keep this thing? Because I'd rather, you know, I'm going to take him to the uh, revival clinic and see if we can't get him. <laughs> yeah. Do I need to take this to a biologist so he can to slow him back his to, morti- to slow his decomposition rate down? I'm going to put him on some ice. Yeah. Until until or, we can get him to the or I'm a fillet and release him. No. Maybe that maybe that would make some changes if we uh if we uh take all of our throat caught fish and take it down to like Moat Marine or something and say here I need you to rehab this uh forty four inch uh, redfish or something but, here. You know? But we laugh and there was a segment when all those restrictions w- went in place and turned around and got reinstated that there was very heavy influence of guides that were, were pushing that. And it was not the average fisherman. The average fisherman really doesn't understand what the numbers are. And, you know, if you tell them, if should we protect it if it's in trouble? Yes, they, they're going to sure. say protect it if And we would all agree with that. And, and every fisherman did, recreational or uh, professional. It but, doesn't matter. But in this particular case, they protected it even though it wasn't in trouble just in case it might get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And it's preventative. It, it it really goes against the public trust doctrine, as far as I'm concerned. Public trust doctrine is supposed to be available for everybody, and they have eliminated the people who want to catch it for dinner to be able to keep that fish. Right. But, well, George has a. Point. But yet we'll let Apalachicola Bay oysters go way below sustainable to the point we're going to close it down forever. Yeah. You <laughs> or, know, at least, or at least ten years. Yep. Be- because uh, you know, but. We're going to protect the trout and the redfish that are sustainable. It's all Bill George's fault. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay right here. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about uh, some firearms uh, that's been going on. It's going all over social media. People are freaking out, all that stuff. So we'll take a quick break. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Back everybody, it's the Big and Wild Outdoors, Braden Gun, Bill George, and Mike Singleton. We are in the studio along with Diego. He's over there rocking this real world with some uh, Metallica. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors on this beautiful Saturday morning. It's going to be a nice day today if you're going to get out and go mess around out in the woods. It's going to be a little rough if you're going to be out on that water if that wind's blowing around out there. It's going to be kind of crazy, but uh, the rain showers are supposed to show up uh, again tomorrow and supposed to be a uh, rainy rainy day tomorrow it's supposed to start in the evening over here on the west side what are you saying over there on your in the middle of the state over there in the rain plants yeah okay I, I think the blob i saw on the radar 
You're not going to have much area without rain. Well, yeah, it's uh, another one, but uh, hey, it's 68 degrees around here, so it feels really nice. It's a little drier. Uh, it's not so humidity, and it's uh, really nice. So get out and enjoy the uh, day if you get a chance. Uh, my brother wants to go fishing tomorrow. He's found a spot, and he's like, rain or shine, we're going, dude. I don't care. We're going to get wet either way, so we're going. I'm like, okay. What do you mean you're going to get wet either way? Well, because he wants to go do the uh, the old uh, old school hardcore wade fishing that we used to do. Yeah, um, but that doesn't mean your whole body's wet. Okay, everything but the top of your head. I mean, you, you got to swim across canals. Neck. You got to swim across you, things. You got to swim in the canal. Yeah. What? What do you think? I'm afraid of water. No. What do you think? I'm afraid of no. a bull shark. What do you, no. what do you, what do you, what do you no. got there? I'm in salt water. I ain't worried about no crocs. Ain't no crocodiles no out there, in here. There are some crocs. Not over here. It's all good. <laughs> but um, he made it all the way to Lake Tarpon before getting caught. You know. Well, there, a couple of times. Uh, the big talk in the gun shop this past week, if you did not know this, uh, was, uh, you know, Remington's been in a lot of trouble for a lot of years. Uh, you know, first it started with the lawsuits over the whole trigger safety discharge dealio. It's been going on since, like, what, the 80s, late 70s? I mean, it seems like they were being sued by everybody that ever bought a Remington rifle. And then, of course, uh, after the Sandy Hook incident, uh Remington, back in the day, acquired Bushmaster, and, of course, it was a Bushmaster that was used at the uh, in the shooting, so they all uh, filed lawsuits against the now owner, uh, which would be Remington, and uh, it's finally gotten to the point where it's driven them completely, basically, out of business. So they filed for bankruptcy, and as soon as they did, the uh, other people in the industry decided to uh, circle around and say, well, what do you got for sale? What's what's for sale over there? So this past week, if you did not hear it, uh, Remington, when it filed Chapter uh, 11, here we go. So since 1816, Remington has uh, been around selling firearms and doing quite well until uh, the incidents that have happened. So over the past two decades, under a family of brands, uh, Remington and their flagship company is now being completely broken apart. And sold off in pieces. Well, and I did see that. I did see the fact that, you know, the Bushmaster line was going here and this, you know, ammo brand was going there. But what about the core Remington? Like the 1100? I didn't didn't see where anything like that was being sold off. Are they just selling off a bunch of pieces in order to get money into the core? To pay for everything? Yeah, that that might be what they're getting it down to because they've overextended, you know, to a point. Uh, But now Ruger is back in the lever action business because they acquired Marlin. Which uh, Remington had. Which Remington owned. uh, And so now Ruger is going to be back in the game, which will help them out really a lot with that, that 350 round that they have, which is an awesome round. Straight walled cartridge. Which now you'll have guys back in the woods with uh, basically straight wall 3030s running around the woods of Ohio and Illinois and all these places where you know straight wall cartridges have to be used in sure. rifle season. So it was a big thing for them. But uh, Vista Outdoors, which owns like practically a piece of everything that's in the outdoor industry, they now own CCI and Federal and Sierra Bullets that was also acquired by Remington as well. So. Uh, Palmetto State Armory, which a lot of people uh, love and, and, and respect, 
Uh, they're getting a bunch of stuff. Uh, Sportsman's <laughs> Warehouse is getting a bunch of stuff. When, when I first, when I very first saw the story and I saw Palmetto Armory in there, I turned around. I could not help but think that it was some spoof deal because there was a whole thing one time about the Palmetto Creek wildlife management area and it was a fictitious wildlife manage area management area that was created by some people just to you know for for making other people crazy thinking there was something they didn't know and make them spend a long time trying to figure out where it was and how the, how you could get to it well, <laughs> well no, was I, it to keep them out of it yeah. no no it was just it was just a fictitious management area well, now, I, I did want to get this because this may answer your question on on the uh, story. It says, uh, of course, the holding company owns Palmetto State Army. Only only a dis, uh, diminished core of the pre-2006 Remington endures under a smaller green banner. That core, to include traditional Remington brand long guns, shotguns, pistols, as well as firearms, uh, manufacturing facility, and uh uh, Leon, uh, New York, and Lenore, Tennessee, along with the company's museum gift shop and the Roundhill Group, the high bidder at $13 million. So I guess they're going to stay just as a smaller company and maybe produce the 1100 and yeah. 870 and things like that, which is their bread and butter, if you ask me. And uh, hopefully if it's a smaller company, maybe the quality will go through the roof That's and you know, it'll be really hope- nice. Hopefully it'll be like an octopus or something like that. You cut off a tentacle and yeah let it grow back it'll do that uh i guess is there somebody no oh. noise on the phone uh there was someone on the phone so it got us distracted so if you want to call back you can we're talking about guns and we get lost pretty easily but that was the big uh, scuttlebutt this past week as everybody's like uh now people are not calling only for ammunition but they're like you guys got any marlins up there because now every marlin that's on the shelf is basically uh like a collector's item because uh, it's the last line of true Marlins made by Marlin, or at least under the Remington banner, until Ruger gets a hold of it. Now, whether they keep the Marlin name, I don't know. That's that's they up would, to them. Why would you get, get rid of, of that name? They, they would be crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's going to be the are you a Ruge Marlin or something. Who knows? It, it's funny. It's kind of like Stephen Savage and all that stuff. You know, when Stephen's left, it became Savage. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it could be either way. For me, my first gun my grandfather gave me, it was a Remington pump action, 35 Remington. And, you know, loved that gun. And then I ended the old, up. The uh, 2600? No, it's a, a Model 14. Or, and then later came out as a 141, I do believe. Wow. It's what, ca- a, what cartridge was it? 35 Remington. Really? Oh no! It it'll put a wallop on something. Oh, I know. That's it, it's if you're like thirty thirty on steroids. Well, know? now that explains why you shoot a three hundred mag. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so back I in like the kick, back in the sir. day, it was a two hundred grain bullet I going like down. Two hundred grain round nose bullet will knock something over. Uh, you know, I tell people all the time uh, that that buy lever actions and they want thirty thirties or, uh, you know, they want something. Uh, that doesn't have a lot of hope or anything like that. I'm like, you know, you could you could you could butt shoot a deer with a 243 or even a 270, and chances of finding are pretty slim to none. But if you butt shoot one with a 35 Remington, he'll be about 60 yards away. Yeah, he, I he, mean uh, that's a that's a big old bullet. I mean, I, it, it, I did. I had a couple hogs that that gave me fits trying to track them down, but uh, 
They all they were all dead. Yes, they yeah. were. Yeah. But, uh, it's a great round, but I, you know, I wish the best for them. And I, in a way, you hate to see that Remington brand diminish the way that it is um, because of just politics and uh, lawsuits and all that other stuff like that. But well, hopefully, like you said, you know, they'll spring forth new things because you have a lot of great companies. These didn't go to just like, you know, a lot of you know lawyers. They up didn't in make New York. them go away. They just. Changed hands. Yeah, and but, uh, and they went to good companies. But lawsuits, just, lawsuits. Uh, there's a lot of crazy lawsuits. You know, Remington did not kill those people at the school. You no, know? I didn't. I mean, that and, was that was a so person. You 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 hate that, but you know, after that that whole ordeal, then the state changed where you had to be 21 in order to buy any gun and put long waiting periods in for guns that didn't even have waiting periods per se in the past, but. I know that court case is working its way through the system, and well, now there's uh, legislation here to uh, with the NRA that's trying to fight the uh, the uh, long gun rules and stuff here. In well, the yeah, state of no, Florida. that's that's a that's a court battle that started started quite a while back when it first went into effect, and that a lot of people don't know is going on. It is moving through the courts, and I I'm hoping that it'll get there. You know, I'm one. I don't think it's fair. I, it, that person, if they if they can sign a contract, okay, let's look at it this way. There's far more of those people, irresponsible people, who will vote a stupid way as opposed to go out there and commit a crime with a long gun. So if you want to say these people can't make a solid decision until they're 21, wait till you're 21 to vote. No, that's true. Okay. Well, now, you, you can't make a good decision now. You know, so, hey, let's not let you vote. Let's let's take all your rights away, and then we'll keep you under the roof with your mom and dad until you're 25, and then you can go out there and be an adult. Well, especially when it comes to men, because we're all stupid until we're about 30, <laughs> 35. So, yeah. I never moved out of my parents' house. See, I'm that's still what living I'm saying. in the basement. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, we'll break that down because that is going through there, and they are trying to change that back to where yes. for long guns. It's We'll go into more detail when we come back from break, but we are the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. Get out there and get your best deal today. Got lots of cars, got lots of great trucks out there, and, of course, the fabulous and famous Brooksy Hall will give you the best deal. So get out there and see them today. We'll be back. a little bit later on in the show. Uh, we appreciate you bringing that up, Mikey. Oh. Yeah, now you've just started a fight up in the oh, studio. Man. That's a uh, good thing my brother's probably passed out on the couch somewhere because uh, them's fighting words, man. Oh, I just me. realized how uncultured he is. He is. Yeah, I tell you. No, you ain't. Hey, don't invite me over for no steak then, man. Oh, you're crazy. Uh, before the break, we were talking about the, uh, the breakup of Remington and all that kind of stuff, which led us into... Uh, What's going on here in the state of Florida, the NRA, of course, filed a lawsuit uh, trying to change the laws back on uh, long guns. Not necessarily that, handguns, that, but... No, they're out there fighting for your right that is to true. have your Second Amendment right. Because your Second Amendment right was basically removed from you for anybody who didn't have somebody who could give you the gun. It what 
It didn't present prevent you from having one. It didn't Possession, prevent yeah. you from owning one. It just prevented you from buying one, one directly, which means, you know, let's say Diego comes from a family and they don't hunt. He does. They, they don't. They don't hunt. They don't do that type of stuff, and and they're not firearm type like people. Well, if Diego's under twenty one, he couldn't go buy a gun, and so if he wanted to protect himself, he couldn't. You know, you just look at what happened in Polk County. Did you did you see the latest Grady Judge thing out of Polk County? Which one? The one where the guy came to, um, he had a accident and then gets out and tries doing a number of carjackings. Oh yeah. The the lady, first lady, turns around, tries to carjack the lady, and she's filling up her vehicle with the gas pump. So she starts spraying them with gas. <laughs> Which is exactly what you should do. <laughs> <laughs> then then he goes and tries to steal somebody's van and somebody sees him trying to steal the van. So they come out at, and get him out of their van at gunpoint and says, Heck, you're not stealing me. But they you know, and Grady's like, you don't do that in Polk County. Our people have guns. Well, you know, those people need to have the right to protect them. They're, they're there. They're trying to protect the, their rights, their assets. And now those people can't buy guns right now. After And, and what happened was a tragedy down at the school. But that still would not have stopped what happened. No, it would Even the rules that we have now. Because they were taken anyway and, and used improperly by an individual. But... Uh, when the rule was passed, uh, I know Hillsborough County Commission, you know, they took it upon themselves to make it, a, you know, from a three-day to a five-day waiting period and all that kind of stuff. And then, of course, the ban on uh, long guns for anybody 18 and up. You know, when you were 18, you used to be able to 18, go. And, 18 able, and under 21. You used to be able to go buy a rifle or a shotgun and be able to take possession of it. And then, of course, a handgun was, you know, 21 and over. But and they just blanketed it and said 21 and over. Which doesn't mean you can't, as Bill George pointed out, own or possess a firearm. It just means you can't go in and buy one. But, you know, uh, Dad can happy birthday or Merry Christmas or whatever it is, and you can still legally own the firearm. The problem is is you have all these kids. This is when we were talking about uh, people who've completed the Hunter's Education course. There's an exemption on there. When you go and you fill out your 4473 and we do the background check with the FDLE and it goes over there and it says exemptions and you click on it, it, it gives you a little drop-down list of mm-hmm. the things that are exempt for that. Concealed weapons permit, of course, hunter safety, hunter safety certificate, uh, law enforcement or military. So, I mean, there's, there's... And I bet you there are so many people who don't even know that they could choose that with their hunter safety certification. Well, that's why I asked those people. I asked people that. I'm like, do you have your hunter safety course? They're like, yeah. I go, well, you know, yeah, that's an exemption. And they're like, wait, I'll have to wait the five days? I'm like, no, you don't. If it comes back and you're clean and good, psh, bye. Have a great day. But now, how many 16-year-olds or 17-year-olds or 18-year-olds or 19 have their hunter safety course? A lot. Now, does that mean an eight-year-old can go in there and buy a gun? No. I mean, that, uh, come on. But, uh, you know, if you're legal enough, 18, to go and vote and uh, do whatever else that you need to do except buy cigarettes or alcohol anymore, um, which again, I, which is it, stupid. Which I don't agree with any, personally. You no, know. It, it's stupid. If, if, if they consider you as an adult at 18, then that should be blanket across the, the board. Yes. But, if, like as Bill George pointed out, if you think they're going to be idiots until they're 21— 
then then make it 21 across the board for everything. Voting, but, cigarettes, beer, whatever it is, you know, blanket it at 21. If you can serve in the military at 18, why can't they go, you know, have the same right? Do, you go there, do, you know, serve. Can't Mike, you're crazy. Cigarettes. Stop yeah. your crazy talk. <laughs> yes. Just stop your crazy talk, sir. Well, you know what? I was the year that I that they changed it to twenty one. It tells you how long ago it was. I was eighteen, but when they changed it, here's the funny thing: I was grandfathered in. So everybody else in the bar is is twenty one years old, and here I was going out to Clancy's on Tyrone at eighteen. And on your horse and buggy. Uh, horse and buggy, yeah. Whip with my coach whip and everything else. So I'm standing around with a bunch of adults who are twenty one, and here I was eighteen eating, uh, you know. Uh, Potatoes and uh, gravy in there and uh, Alabama Slammer. And it was no big deal back then. 18 went 18. It meant you were an adult. Listen, in other countries, you go out as a kid and you can go buy a gallon of wine. My, when we lived in Italy, we you could go as a kid and buy stuff at the grocery store. And if your mom and dad wanted you to pick up eggs and a gallon of wine to bring it back, you picked it up. Well, I it mean... Is, I know it sounds like a thousand years ago, but it wasn't that long ago when I was a kid, and it was the same thing. You know, your grandma would hand you five bucks and go, "Come back with a carton of cigarettes and uh, you know, uh, you know, a bottle of Boone's Farm or something." I don't know, you know. And it's like, I'm here. I need a Salem Longs and uh, uh, the Strawberry Boot Hill right there, and uh, you know, take it back. Okay, make sure you get that home, yes, sir. And you know, you went back and you gave it up. Yeah, and you got to keep the change, so it was all good. Not anymore. Because he knew your grandma would beat you up if one of them cigarettes was missing. <laughs> <laughs> no, she smoked Territons and drank uh, Mogan David. That's what oh. it was, the old Mogan David. And a so, coffee cup. Had to be dainty and do it. Uh, those people losing it, they're strange. You know. But now this law, they're working on it, and you're saying it's making it through the courts. I know, trying I, to change I know it it's back. continuing to, to work its way through the courts. I know that we're at... When it very first got started, the NRA was trying to keep the names of the people on the lawsuit, you know, from being public. And then that that was being a problem. And so they ended up having to make those public. And so it's it's working its way along. I'm, I'm, I was trying to find when it goes to its next court appearance, but I, I'm expecting there's going to be a judge that will end up making a ruling. And let's say they do – let's say the judge says – you know, Florida, you you overstepped your bounds. You you you've stepped on their Second Amendment right. Um, I'm going to let the long guns and uh, shotguns and that back in and ammunition. And and we're just going to leave the restriction on the pistols, and basically mirror that of what the feds do, anyways. Um, what would be what, so wrong what, with that? What, what do you, well, I don't think there'd be anything wrong with I that. I don't either. But. but the question is, will our state go and start to try and fight that? Will will they turn around and decide, no, we, we really want to stand by our ground? Or will they say, oh, guess what? We tried. It didn't work. Uh, we we did what we could and just move I on. I thought that the, the governor signed that law that they couldn't do that, that they couldn't go just arbitrarily start making their own rules in each county and each no, state. No, no, this is a state rule. This isn't a county rule. This is a state. Hillsborough County is a Hillsborough County yeah. rule. yeah. I mean, so why wouldn't there? The state said they were going to sue the dog crud out of them if they did that stuff. So why isn't that happening? I don't I, understand I don't, all that I stuff. I don't know. I'd have to look at it. It may be within the purview of what they allow 
You know, yeah. you know. Do you have time to like eat? Is this your only time to eat? Is when you come in on Saturdays? Because with between this yeah, and the FWC listen, meetings uh, and everything hey, else, how's your hair I'm, not like I'm, Snow I'm, White? I'm a, I'm a busy individual. Yeah, you are. I'm an extremely busy individual. Well, and you, and you text really slow, and that's why you uh, yeah. never get. Back it's because to I actually try to think about the words I'm typing. Yeah, really. Sure, I'm sure. <laughs> and I think slow. Yeah, I think slow. You laugh at me. Except when it comes to alligator hunting. Normally, uh, normally I just talk and text into Siri, but you know when I when I turn around and actually have to <laughs> type, I am not a for an IT person. I'm a very non IT. You're a, you're a tapper, just like me. He's yeah. he's been texting one time at me. He'll be texting. You'll see it's writing, and then all of a sudden it's like he gives up. Bill George is calling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I'll do. I see it all yeah. the time. I, well, I, We'll text back and forth, and I'll get halfway through replying to him, yeah. and he just calls me. Yeah. I'm like, why didn't you just do that in the first place? Just call me instead of doing it. Uh, I got a text. I knew it was going to turn into a long conversation. So, uh, so it's like I can't tell you everything you need to know. It's so just now, so easy. Open dialogue. It, I it mean, is. It I is. They call it a cellular phone for a reason yeah. so that you can make those phone calls. I understand. I'm on your side. Well, yeah. I'm the, with you. The funny thing about when Bill calls me, so – Anybody can call me, and my daughter will just let it go to voicemail. But like I told you earlier, he's done something. Mac thinks this guy is gold. He is. Here comes she running through the house. Mr. Bill's calling. Mr. Bill's calling. I'm like, answer, Dad. We might go gator hunting. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Never know what's on the other end. I almost called last night and said, let's go jump out on that little boat. You should have. You know? Why didn't you? He was tired. It, it was it was nice. It was date night. It was date night. And, I, uh, I, I, cooked I was my watching Bravo. Steaks. I cooked my wife's steaks and vegetables <laughs> and fed her dinner. You know what? We're going to talk about that when we come back from break. We're going to talk about your, uh, have you uh, delved into the sous vide machine now that you've got one? I did. I and did. then apparently Mike is a communist and uh, wants to go against the grain. So <laughs> no we'll talk speech. about, we'll talk to commie Mike when we come back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by our good friends out of Brandon Fort. Stay right there. We'll be back. Welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors, Braden, Bill, Michael, in the studio along with Diego, who's running the entire ship. It's crazy how we don't land up on the rocks every single time. He's keeping you more on task today. I tell you, he's doing a great job. He's doing a great job, and uh, you know, he's even had to point to you a couple times. Well, he's held up his fingers quite a few times during the (laughs) show this morning. I know that, but uh, it's all good. We're just patiently waiting for Bill to call back because apparently we've been dodging him. Uh, he tried to call twice, and uh, we got long-winded, Bill George, and uh, so he couldn't hang on to hold for long. So he like uh, boogity boogity and uh, says, "I'll I'll call back after the break." Well, Diego says he's in the tree stand. I mean, you don't want to. Well, we may never you, hear from him again. You don't want to not pay attention to what's going on around you. Well, I don't know where he is in a tree. Did he give you a location? Uh, is he in the state of Florida, or is he up in Georgia? Or? He said he was up near Ocala. 
Ocala. Ah. How does he even get a cell phone signal out of there? Bear capital of the woods. Ooh, there could be there could be a bear down I, today. I tell you, it's it's amazing all the stories you hear of people in the around Ocala area that just About bears? Oh. Inundated with bears. Here's a story of a guy who camping. Yeah. I told you my bear story out there in Ocala. We were on the Ocawaha, went back, I was out getting firewood, walking down a trail. And about 40 yards down, there was a bend in the trail. Uh, to the right, I got an armload of wood. La, 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 doing my little red riding hood through the woods, getting my stuff. And all of a sudden, whoop, around the corner, there's a big old bear. And he looked at me. I looked at him. And I took a step back. And he took a step back. <laughs> and then I took another step back. And he took another step back. And we just kind of like it was a cartoon. They were like, doo, doo, doo. As soon as he went around back around the corner, late, goodbye, Wood. Hello, fast feet. I was gone. I am never, you will never catch me running. Oh, I was running. No. Yeah. You can't outrun a bear. He went that way. I went this way. It was fine. I'm sure he was doing the same thing in the opposite direction because, you know, we didn't want to mangle or tangle or dance or anything else with each other so yeah, it was all I, good i am not going to run from a bear well i didn't have to run very far because i had a uh, polytech legend ak-47 with 30 rounds of uh, uh full metal jacket on my back so i really didn't have to run very far if anything was going to happen no. so it would have been fine you don't ever go camping without being prepared bill george yeah dang don't you know nothing hey bill how you doing are you all right are you quiet are you up in a tree somewhere yeah, I'm in the tree in Marion County up in a 15-foot uh, ladder stand. And I was hoping for a deer, but roughly a 180-pound black bear was eight yards from me and came up to the ladder stand and decided he was going to try to come join me. So I had to, after about 30 minutes of watching him, he, I finally got him to leave. Yeah, do you have to go change your clothes and then come back later for an afternoon hunt, or are you all good? I'm still good at this moment, but, <laughs> the, but you know, he he came out, and he came up to a good spot he liked, and he stayed. I watched him for about 30, 35 minutes. Well, Bill, I got to tell you, man, how many times have I told you, do not use donut scent as a deer attractant? <laughs> Or fried bacon before or you go. Or fried bacon, or yeah, or eating a Snickers bar, or any of that stuff. You know, stick with peanuts and corn. I had a cousin years ago who lived up next to Skyline Drive. He had 20 acres, and he told me, if you want a bear to come visit you, fry bacon, because they love pork. Oh, yep. yeah. Bacon and donut. You get a maple, a maple donut with bacon sprinkles on top, you are bear food. <laughs> you're, you're but poops. I just had to, I had to call you on because I'm on a stand, and uh, I had to come tell you because I watched this bear. It was interesting watching him. It, he stood up at one point. You could tell he was a boar. So did he? Uh, did you take any pictures or anything? You got it on I camera. Did, yeah, I got it on my cell phone, but I'll have to get my son to help me. Uh, oh, cool! Yeah, we'd yeah. love to see him, man. That'd be awesome. Uh, did it? Uh, did it actually touch the rungs of the ladder? He walked to the bottom of it and put his foot on one rung. Wow. And you he, may you may have to start carrying a slingshot with you or a paintball gun. Because <laughs> it is legal. It is legal to use a slingshot and a paintball bun, gun to help deter 
your interactions with the bear. Now, I got to ask you for Bill. Bill, if you're listening, now I got to ask you. Now, if that sucker decided to come up the ladder and come towards you and go up at you, mm-hmm. do you ha- what point do you have to write uh, to defend as soon yourself? As, you, as soon as you legally feel like you have to defend yourself, you can. I wouldn't think he's going to climb a ladder very fast. 15-foot ladder, he's going to get within five feet before I would physically do something. Yeah, yeah he you know, he would, he would, he, he would, might smell an odor for me if he got that close. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's why you got to start chewing tobacco while you're up there. So, uh, you know, you get some good old red man or day's work and then just give him a little in the eyes. He's trying to crawl up that ladder. That'll wake but him he up. Was, but he wasn't scared when I told him he was close enough. He just walked off real slow. Well, at least it's because he knew you were there, and he went, okay, well, maybe that guy's we, not going to get We've had a friend who actually had a deer taken from him. He was he had shot the deer, and the bear That's right. came to the gunshot and then took the deer from him. Drug it away. Oh, wow. Yeah, said, this, oh, is, wow. this is mine now. Well, I... Well, uh, you, are you you're you're gonna stay there all day? You're all good. It didn't shake you. You're not out of the tree. No, he didn't shake me because my son and I are here together with another friend. So there are three we're, guys in one stand. That's gonna be pretty crowded. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're spread out quite a bit. Oh yeah. Well, well, it, g- good luck and you know. Well, thank you. I just thought I'd give you all a call because I'm not in Pellhouse Park today, as of course I, you know. So apparently yeah. not. Uh, but there are some bears running around there too. Uh, hey, what kind of uh, firearm weaponry defense personnel type tubs do you have while you're up there in the tree stand? Right now, I just uh, I have my Hoyt. Okay. Well, legally, you can still have a, a firearm for defense and protection, even though it's archery season. Yeah. Right. Bill right. would suggest a 300 Win Mag. Yeah. Yeah, but that's just him. Go big or go home. Yeah, it could be yeah. a single. It could be a single shot or maybe a six shooter. No, it for me it'd be the forty four mag. Well, you gentlemen have a great day. Oh well, are you just blowing yes. us off just like that? Oh yeah, Mister, I'm a big bad hunter now <laughs> hey, that you I made, saw a bear. No, made... I'm not a bad hunter. I'm just having a ball being out here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we're glad for you to be out there too. And you know what? Regardless of what else, you had a great and wonderful experience out in the woods. That oh, mi- exactly. That millions of people on this earth will never have and never have in their entire lives so it was it was real neat to see it would yep. it would be awesome to see and i'm glad you got to experience yep. and i tried to teach that to my children i'm like you are doing things right now that there were people who are dying today that never got to do what you're doing today so exactly. good on you. that's well, gonna you be take- it's gonna be good luck on you that means a big old 12 points gonna come walking through any minute now so quit yapping with us and get off the phone have a great day. See you, Billy. Stay safe. Bye Good bye. luck, man. Have fun. I'm telling you, it is quite an experience to uh, go and see one in the wild if you've never done it before. I don't know too many people who uh, have seen them. I've seen more bears. Now, here's the funny part. I've seen more bears in the woods than I've seen persimmon trees. <laughs> well, I've never seen a persimmon tree in the woods, but I've seen three bears. Every interaction I had with a bear was in Pennsylvania. And every time, I mean, the first bear had, was coming across. We were on top of a hill, and it was snow. So, I mean, a big black bear coming straight at you is kind of obvious. So my dad and I were sitting there watching. And you're not them. thinking it's a big old hog. No, no, hog, not, not in Pennsylvania. So we were sitting there watching it come, watching it come. And I, I mean, I could care less about the bear. And it's getting, it's getting probably about 50 yards away. And my dad says, you might want to put your gun up just in case. And it's like. Really? You know, 
Yeah. But Smart go ahead, kid. Dad says, put your gun up. So put the gun up. Well, that al- that that dang bear got a little bit closer. And all of a sudden stopped dead in his tracks, smelled, smelled us, and turned and ran at such an incredible speed. Horse speed. It, it, it is incredible how fast a bear can move. Hitting trees, and as he hit a tree, all the snow that was caught on every leaf of that tree would just blow up. You know, it would be like fireworks going off <laughs> down through the woods as that bear. That bear had did not want anything to do with us as people. 90% of them but don't. But Pennsylvania hunts their bears. Every year there's a bear season. The bears here in Florida have not. We did have a hunt a couple years ago. Then it. Then we lost our hunt again. And I'm hoping. Thanks, Mike. I'm, Sorry, I'm thinking, guys. Well, it is Mike's fault. It is. It, it really is. Because, oh, here we go. I'm because, get because why, Mike? Because I didn't go to the meeting. Like you don't go told. to the meetings. <laughs> you don't do anything. There you go. You've it, listened enough. You know. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I get chewed out about if I complain about the trout, the snook. No. Did you go to the meeting? Were no, you at the, I didn't see you at the I meeting. I didn't see you at the meeting. Yeah. I didn't see you at your, the meeting. Your voice has not been heard. You had two minutes. Everybody gets two minutes. No, you got to hand, hand him off to Bill so he gets to talk for 35. <laughs> or text but, him. Well, yeah. the thing is, you know, I, I say that, and we do have a commission meeting Wednesday and Thursday this week coming, and it is another teleconference commission meeting. Well, then which, all you have to do is, uh, B- Mike, if you get up there, just remind them that this past week. Um, he doesn't even have to leave his house. I know. No, just to remind them that not one, but two archery hunters out in uh, northwest Wyoming were killed this past week by grizzly bears. Yeah. That the bears decided we need to, to import uh, some of those. Kill them and uh, decide to, you know, and the, I always talk about bears the same way I talk about hogs. It's one thing that'll not only after it kills you, then it'll bury you and then come back and eat you. Yeah. You know, so it's one of those things where, uh, you know, you, you, you got to do what you got to do. And if, as Bill George pointed out, they know if they're being hunted, and they know the scent of. Oh, they know. They know the scent of a human being, certain times of year when things are going bang bang, and they don't see their brother-in-law uh, Georgie around <laughs> anymore. Then they kind of put two and two together and go, "Yeah, those guys are those dudes with the uh, bang bangy thingies, and uh, we don't want to be here." But if they don't have those, as with alligators, if they're wandering around unmolested all the time, they just like no 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 no, and they. Come up and they check out uh, poor Bill while he's up in a tree stand. Yeah, but when when is when is that that you can call in, Bill? Uh, this Thursday is public comments. Wednesday and Thursday, if you go to myfwc.com, we may talk about a little bit more after that the break, depending on how things go here. But if you go to myfwc.com, at the very bottom of the page, it'll say commission meetings. You go in there and you can look at the most the the next commission meeting. It's it's Wednesday and Thursday of this week. It'll have an agenda, and on many of those topics, you can call in and talk about that topic item during the topic. And then on the second day, they're going to have a part that's called public comments, and those are comments about anything that's not on the agenda. So if you're still unhappy about the ruling they made on Wednesday, don't try and talk about it on Thursday. That agenda item's been done and gone. Um, So... You can turn around and let's say you wanted to call in and say, I really think we need to be able to start keeping trout and redfish and snook here in the Tampa Bay area. It's been closed too long and we have a sustainable number. Please open it up and give me 
my access to the public trust. You right, know, right. Um, and and do that. Write that down. So yeah, write that down, Bill. It sounded very eloquent. It that did way, sound good, Bill. <laughs> that way we can like post it on Facebook and say, "Here, we want you to call." And you know, it's like a form letter, and you just keeps you got ten thousand people just saying the same be thing honest, over and over. Be honest. Go and give them your opinion, and it's because people who are the common people don't call. Guides are very organized. We are not. That is true. All right, top of the hour. Here we go. Hour number three is right around the corner. Stay right here. Braden Gunn, Bill George, and uh, that Mike Singleton guy. And Diego's over there, not properly wearing his mask, but he looks <laughs> good doing it. It's all good. Hour number three is coming up. It is a big and wild outdoors yeah. brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay right there.